Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast, Real Recovery, where I'm going to be talking about eating disorder recovery, giving you some practical tips and advice and some support. Um, Obviously, just a disclaimer, please don't take this as medical advice. I'm not professionally trained. Um, If you are struggling um, with disordered eating or an eating disorder, please go and speak to your doctor um, and get medical advice and, you know, professional help. I've started this podcast basically because I feel like I have a lot to say and um, over on Instagram where I do post information about eating disorders, I feel like it's very difficult to get the amount of detail and depth into a small post. I do uh, just want to say if you do have any questions about this podcast, if you do have any requests um, or just anything you want to mention, please message me over on Instagram. I really do try to reply to all my DMs. I think I do manage it most of the time. Um, I also do like probably weekly Q and A's I'd say over on my Instagram story where again, I answer about 90% of the questions I get asked. So if you do um, want to ask questions, that's another good space to do it. A quick trigger warning just before I like get into this, but I don't think anything I'm going to be saying in this episode will be particularly triggering. Um, I mean, I won't be mentioning any specific numbers or behaviours or anything like that, but I will be obviously talking about anorexia in quite some, you know, detail. And I think if you are in like a quite vulnerable place right now or you are sensitive to that topic, maybe don't listen to this. Also, I just want to say that not everything I say in this episode will relate to you. I'm going to have to obviously generalise quite a bit. So in this first episode, I'm going to be talking about the probably some of the most poisonous eating disorder thoughts that people get, which is the thought of not being sick enough to deserve recovery and also the feeling of faking your eating disorder. These were two thoughts I really, really struggled with. Um, I think also it's good that this episode will probably apply to you whether or not you are in the beginning of recovery or you are quite the way through because um, I think at the beginning of recovery especially people struggle to start recovery because they don't feel like they're sick enough they don't think they um, need to recover they don't think they deserve to recover I think as well people who are like further into recovery maybe a few months in they start feeling like they maybe faked their whole eating disorder or that their experience wasn't valid and they that can really bother them. I know it happened to me in that order. So I hope this episode applies to you um, whatever stage of recovery you're in right now. If it doesn't and if this topic doesn't speak to you at all, then don't worry because I've literally got a list of like over 20 different episode ideas that I'm going to be doing. So hopefully one of them or many of them will apply to you later. I'm just going to talk a bit about these two different thoughts, why they happen, like, you know, my experience with them um, to help you feel less alone and I'm also going to give you a lot of practical tips because I know that was really helpful to me. So firstly I just want to mention that these two thoughts of not being sick enough or faking your eating disorder they're pretty much universal. I don't think I've ever met anyone with anorexia who has felt sick enough like I don't think that exists. Maybe it does maybe there are some people out there who do recognize the severity of their illness but I haven't met them. So I think it's really important to realise that everyone feels this way and everyone feels like they are not sick enough, which really takes the power out of that thought because if every single person feels it, like they're not sick enough, then it shows that being sick enough doesn't exist. So 
For example, if you are comparing yourself to someone maybe who you think is really unwell, maybe they're really underweight or maybe they do loads of behaviours that perhaps you don't do. So in your mind, they are sick enough. But for that person who you are comparing yourself to, they don't feel sick enough. They they can't recognise their own illness. They also feel the exact same way you do, which really suggests that feeling sick enough is just a complete fantasy. It doesn't exist because no one has ever felt it. So if you're striving for that, if you are um, continuing on with your eating disorder, trying to reach that goal of feeling sick enough or whatever um, goals your eating disorder has set for you, just know that even when you reach them, you still won't feel the way you want to feel. If you are mentally struggling, if you're physically struggling, I mean, if your behaviours and your thoughts are negatively impacting your life, then you need recovery and you are sick enough. Eating disorders, especially anorexia, they don't have a stereotypical set of things that you need to accomplish in order to start recovery. It doesn't really matter what your weight is, what your behaviours are. If you're struggling with anorexia, then you're struggling with anorexia and you need to recover because you are unwell. So I'm going to give you some practical tips for how I actually overcame the feeling of not being sick enough because it did go. Firstly, it was to look at the population of people who recovered from anorexia. I realised that at one point they all felt not sick enough, yet so many of those people managed to push through that and still recover anyway. And they ended up much happier and healthier for it. So... And a lot of those people were able to do so without reaching these goals that they set themselves or their eating disorder set them. A lot of people manage to recover without having to hit rock bottom. A lot of the time you see, uh, maybe online or something, you see like before and after pictures of people at incredibly low weights or they talk about how, you know, how awful their life was or how they hit rock bottom. And obviously this does happen to a lot of people, but I also think that so many people they are able to pull themselves out of their eating disorder and recover because they know that the place they're in right now is bad enough. And this takes a lot of strength, but it's so worth it. So I think taking inspiration from these people who manage to recover when they are at a place that you or them wouldn't deem as sick enough, but obviously is sick enough, but they just don't realise it at the time, but then they go on to recover anyway. I think it just shows you that it's so possible to do that. I also think this feeling of not being sick enough stems a lot from comparison and I'll make a whole episode on that. Another practical tip was treating these thoughts as symptoms of my eating disorder. I did this a lot with most of my anxieties and irrational thoughts. Once I started realising that they were symptoms of a disease in my brain rather than my like true authentic thoughts, it became a lot easier for me to ignore them or sit with them and not act on them. Obviously this took a while and it didn't help me at the time when I was feeling not sick enough, but looking back on it now, the advice I'd give to myself was treat these thoughts as a symptom of your illness rather than a rational thought that you can actually make any sense of. Another practical tip which helped me the most was actually sitting down and combating my eating disorder thought of not being sick enough with all the reasons why I was sick. Like I, And this sounds a bit depressing. In fact, it was a bit depressing to do it and it did make me feel... Um, quite upset afterwards but it did help with the thought of not being sick enough basically what I did is I sat down and I wrote a big list of all the reasons why I actually was sick and it did help me because it made me realize look all these things have happened these things your eating disorder has caused and it's harming you um, 
So writing a list of all the experiences you've had from your eating disorder, all the symptoms you've had, all the things that have shown that you're unwell, write it down and look at it and remind yourself that your eating disorder is lying to you when it says you're not sick enough because all of these things have happened that are part of your illness. Another tip that helped me was speaking to other people, for example, my parents. Um, they gave me a lot of reality checks, which was so helpful. I would say, oh, I, I, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with me or like, I didn't need to recover because, you know, this hasn't happened or I just don't feel like I do, like I don't feel like I'm unwell or um, whatever. Whatever the reason would be that I wasn't feeling sick enough, I would voice it aloud. They got to a point where my parents could understand what I was going through a bit better, so I felt comfortable telling them these irrational thoughts. And it helps so much in the moment to speak to someone who doesn't have these same thoughts and can like help you take you out of your headspace in that moment. So I really recommend going and speaking to people who don't have eating disorders who can give you that bit of sanity back. And this is the same thought. If you want to DM me, if you're having an irrational thought like this, honestly, I don't mind just DM me. I might not get to it straight away, but I will try and get to it. And um, I think it can really help just to like get it out of your head and send it to someone or tell it to someone. Another tip is to actually start recovery. I know this is so counterintuitive, but the further along I got into recovery, the more awareness I had of myself. I was able to see myself more clearly. I was able to see how I looked more clearly. I was able to recognise my own behaviours for being, you know, disordered as they were. I was able to realise the place I'd gotten myself to with my health was so bad that I did need to recover. But that only happened with the mental clarity that comes when you start eating, when you start recovering. You are able to see the forest through the trees a bit better. For example, now, I just think it's worth mentioning, if for some reason I started to relapse or my eating disorder started to take control again, I would not have the thought of, oh, but I'm not sick enough. I would not care. I would get myself the help I needed because right now, I, I do consider having eating disorder thoughts and relapse thoughts and behaviours very sick. Like, if I started doing those things again, before, I would have been like, oh, well, it's not a problem. But now I would see it as a problem because I do understand how harmful it can be to my mental and physical health. So this feeling of not being sick enough, it is definitely possible to overcome it. And I really think I have overcome it. Another tip is self-validation. Like, you often invalidate yourself. You invalidate your own struggles by saying, oh, well, I'm not sick enough. You're saying to yourself, okay, well, all the things that you've gone through because of your eating disorder, they're not you know they're not important and I think really like you have to practice this it does it doesn't come easy to a lot of people it didn't come easy to me but practicing like actually being kind to yourself and realizing that what you're going through is actually you know worth and deserving of recovery and finally my tip for this is it's kind of brutal but it's really true and it's the fact that you need to realize that you right now are not the best judge of how unwell you are. Realising that I couldn't trust my own brain was so difficult in recovery, but it's so necessary because you actually aren't the best judge of how ill you are. You, you're really not. You can't see because you're stuck in it. And sometimes that's hard to hear because you do... Obviously, you're thinking your own thoughts. You think they're true, but, you know, they're not. You, you actually are unwell. I mean, this happens to so many people, and it's unfortunately why so many people die of their eating disorder because they don't think they have a problem or they don't think they're sick enough to deserve recovery. 
Now, another thing that helped me with this thought was kind of a weird one. I haven't seen many people speak about this, but it's almost taking the eating disorder on its own terms, right? So bank the fact that, you know, there is no such thing as sick enough. You are sick. You you do deserve recovery. These things are all very true and that doesn't change, but it's really difficult to um, sit there and try and argue your way out of an eating disorder. So sometimes taking it on its own terms can be really helpful to actually get you to progress a bit further in recovery or to actually start recovery. So for me, this looked like thinking to myself, right, even, even if I'm not sick enough, even if, you know, even if for some reason sick enough existed, even if it existed and I hadn't reached it, I could still start recovery, right? You know, there's no excuse to not start recovery. Even if you're not sick enough, you know, just reminding you that that doesn't actually exist, but pretending it does, right? You still can start recovery, right? If you're still in mental pain, if you're still in physical pain, if you're still, if you're still struggling, even if you're not sick enough, you still are sick. You still need to recover, right? You don't really have many options in this case. So either you can stay miserable, you can stay doing these behaviours and these habits that harm you, harm your mental health, sort of take over your life, or you can recover, or you will die. Like, it's you don't have many options, right? So not feeling sick enough isn't a very good reason to not start recovery. I think that really helped me, just having that bit of reality check and actually thinking, well, yeah, I mean, the worst case scenario, right, is that I'm not sick enough. Well, so what? You know, recover anyway, because you need to for your own sanity, for your own life, you know, it's not a good enough reason to sit there being, well, I'm not sick enough, so I'm not going to recover, no, you need to recover. Okay, so I hope that helped people who feel like they're not unwell enough to deserve recovery. Um, I'm going to move on to people who think that they are faking their eating disorder. This was me so much in recovery, every single action I took against my eating disorder and I succeeded with, so for example, if I challenged a fear food or if I managed to complete my meal plan, I would think to myself, oh my god, it means I faked having anorexia, it means that the eating disorder wasn't real, and I think this is so crazy, like, this actually makes me um, sad for my past self, because what, what a way to make your life hell, right, to think that every single thing you do is attention-seeking or faking it, like, that's awful, uh, I want to give me some hope, right? I don't think that anymore at all. I don't think I faked any element of my eating disorder. I don't think I faked any of it. I don't. I honestly don't. And uh, so, yeah, if you're going through this right now, just know that there will be a point in recovery where you no longer think this. I get a lot of questions of people. Well, not a lot, but I definitely get a few questions of people saying, you know, how do I know that I'm not just doing it for attention? And I think that's such a wild thing to say is in like, you're messaging me in a recovery account on Instagram saying that you're faking it for attention. So that's so crazy because if you were faking it for attention, you wouldn't reach out to random accounts who can't give you that attention. You'd reach out to people in your life who you'd want the attention from. So, so that's a pretty clear sign it's not for attention. If you're doing things on your own, in your room, you're doing behaviours, these thoughts are in your head, right? They're not out loud. These are internal struggles, it's a mental illness, like, you're not doing it for attention. Even, even if you were doing it for attention, I don't even think that's a bad thing, right? You still need to recover, like, that's, in fact, that's a better reason. You are mentally unwell if you are harming yourself to receive support and help from people around you. You need recovery from that, so even if you were doing your eating disorder for attention, which I really doubt, um, 
I wouldn't worry about it. You know, you still need recovery. That's not that's not a reason to invalidate your um, eating disorder. If you are in recovery and you're managing quite well, as in you're challenging your fear foods, you're able to cope with urges, maybe, you know, urges to do certain behaviours or exercise or something, and you're managing quite well, I just want to remind you that this has nothing to do with the severity of your eating disorder. You can have been so, so unwell, mentally and physically, and yet you can be doing well in recovery. Your eating disorder and your recovery aren't related in that way. It's not like your eating disorder was really bad, so therefore your recovery is going to be really, really hard and take really, really long time. I mean, that might be true for some people, but it's also true that some people are quite good at recovery and they do manage it quite well. Um, and this can be you too. So if you are managing well in recovery or you are doing things that your eating disorder doesn't like, but you're succeeding with them, that doesn't mean that your eating disorder is weak. That doesn't mean that you didn't struggle properly. That's got nothing to do with that. I used to think as well that once I'd gained weight, or once I'd restored weight fully, then people would look at me and think, okay, well, clearly that girl didn't have anorexia because then, you know, she's managed to gain weight. So clearly she faked the whole thing. I mean, that's just such a, for starters, that's such mental gymnastics. Like that's such a leap to make. Just because you recover from something doesn't mean you never had it in the first place, you know? People recover from things all the time, but that doesn't mean they didn't have it. Um, it just means that they recover from it. Um, if you're in recovery and you still haven't recovered from it and you're still struggling mentally, um, but you've restored weight or you're in the process of restoring weight, normal people who don't have anorexia, when they look at you, maybe you've weight restored, when they see you, they don't think like that. They just don't think in the same way. They wouldn't think, oh, well, that person's weight restored, therefore they never had an eating disorder or they faked it. That just isn't a rational conclusion to draw. Like, it's just not true. All they would think, if anything, well, they probably wouldn't think anything because they wouldn't notice. Even if they did, all they'd think about is, oh, that person managed to um, recover physically. That's all they'd think. So try not to worry about it. I know it's easier said than done, but when you get these irrational thoughts of, oh my God, I'm faking my eating disorder, just know that that is your eating disorder putting up a fight. It's trying to stay. It's It doesn't want to be killed off by recovery. So it will put up as much fight as it can to remain in your brain. And all you have to do to combat that is to keep going because, you know, these thoughts do go away. Doing too well in recovery isn't a thing. Like, you can't go too fast. You can't be doing too well. And I get so many DMs of people saying, oh, well, you know, I must not have real anorexia because I'm able to eat without fear sometimes or eat without guilt things like that and I just think that's so crazy that that's the conclusion you draw I mean for starters you your anorexia is putting up a fight it's putting up a fight in this in the fact that it's making you feel this way yeah maybe you don't experience guilt in the same way that other people do or maybe you do experience it sometimes but not all the time but then but then you're making yourself feel guilty about that so you know you, you do have anorexia um, and it is making you feel that way and I think it's important to just remind yourself that so practically how I overcame this was much the same way as not feeling sick enough was writing that list of reasons why actually yeah my eating disorder was real it is real um and I would write down a list of reasons why you know it's very easy to do once you actually think about it because these irrational thoughts they're based off of like thin air another practical tip was seeking reassurance and I know this isn't great long term like you don't want to have to constantly get reassurance from the people around you but 
it can really help, especially at the beginning of recovery or in the middle of recovery when you're really not mentally strong enough sometimes. I think even if you feel like these thoughts are constant, just voice them all the time. When you need reassurance, just ask for the people around you if you have support. If you don't, then please message me and I will be your support because I really do love talking to you guys. Basically, seek reassurance. If you need to ask people 20 times a day, did I fake my eating disorder and get the same response, then do it. Because that helped me a lot to have that like way of combating those thoughts. It's not a bad thing to need help. Um, it's not a weakness. You literally have a mental disorder going on in your brain. Like, It's very difficult to fight that with the same organ that is currently diseased. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, ask for reassurance, even if it means you're doing it constantly for the first few weeks. So yeah, I hope these helped. Um, I mean, there's probably more to say on this topic, but I really just want to give you some hope that these thoughts used to feel so powerful to me. They used to, I used to fully believe them. I used to, they used to like go around in my head pretty much all day um, of not being sick enough and thinking I faked my eating disorder. And it would really prevent me from taking the steps I needed to take. So if this is you right now, just know that do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Please um, rate and review this podcast if you can follow it. I don't even know if you can do that. But um, yeah, do all that good stuff. Maybe share it on Instagram as well if you want to help me out, um, you know, to reach more people. Um, And yeah. Again, if you have any suggestions or requests for um, podcast episodes, please, please, please message me on Instagram. It's at Real Recovery UK and I will try and do it because what I've done with this first episode is I've taken the most commonly asked things, which I think recently anyway has been these sort of poisonous thoughts of not being sick enough and faking your eating disorder. So that's how I've gotten to do this episode. So if you have questions, please ask them. Um, and I will probably get around to making uh, an episode about it so yeah thank you so 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 much for listening Um, it really means a lot and yeah I just really hope this helps um, people out there